Does Bobby do the staring or does he get stared at? <laughs> Welcome to Spencer's, a podcast where I stare at Jordan Liggins for 40 minutes with the intensity of Bobby Portis because she is so smart and good at this. That was my second attempt at one of these. <laughs> so I'm nice. Haley O'Shaughnessy. And I'm Jordan Liggins. I loved that. I, I'm so in love with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Whatever he wants to win. Mm, mm. I'll make I'll fix the entire league so he gets that award. Wow. I went a little offbeat. No, that was good. Way to harmonize. (laughs) (laughs) This is where sometimes Jordan lies. (laughs) I am not a liar. I'm being honest. I didn't know where you're gonna go with that, but I was riding it with you wherever wherever we go. We were gonna record this Thursday morning and then Jordan texted and said, Can we do it now because I'm crying tears of joy? (laughs) (laughs) so why tell me why all the joy what are you happy about you know I was really really happy for Giannis because one I if someone else cries I cry automatically we could be flipping through channels and someone is crying in a commercial and I automatically start to weep so when Giannis was sitting on the sideline crying tears of joy he's exhausted He's thinking about his journey that he got here. I just couldn't. I was just looking up at the TV like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I really started crying when I just thought about Giannis's mom. Shout out to Veronica, who has three NBA champions for three out of the five sons are NBA champions. And I just said, wow, what a story. Love a good story. What are the other two doing? I don't know, freeloaders. Can you imagine? (laughs) I didn't know you were a Republican. (laughs) No, seriously, can you imagine being, at least there's two other ones and it's not a situation where it's like just the one. Yeah. You know, like some famous siblings have, isn't there like a, don't the Hemsworths have a third brother? I'm sure. And he's like all by himself. Yeah. They're just like so celebrate. They're like on every sexiest man alive list. And then he's just like probably going through business school or something. (laughs) I think about the oldest property brother, you know, the twins. Like he has his own show, but it's just not as good. And he's doing the bad renovations. And it's like, ah, you're not as good as your brothers. (laughs) You're just not. Yeah, you're not there. But yeah. Shout out to Veronica. Shout out to Veronica. You're the real MVP. She raised winners only. Yeah. Winners only. Yeah. Um, I am also very happy for Giannis. There's been like this funny thing the last week because I think it was CJ McCollum, but I can't remember. But somebody tweeted, some NBA player tweeted like, when do we start the conversation about Chris for finals MVP if the Bucks win? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and so it started this thing that where people are like, why don't NBA players tweet about Giannis? Because they, t- God, my bun looks so bad. I can't, I 
can't believe. All right. Why do um they not tweet an appreciation of Giannis? Because like really a mess. Um, because with every other player in the playoffs who's yeah. like having a great run, they'll be like, Wow, I can't or actually they'll be like, Sheesh, I can't believe Devin Booker. <laughs> And there's always like a Dame tweet, you know, yeah. tweets about Dame. and But Giannis had, really doesn't get that to the same degree. Tonight, LeBron did do that. He did tweet like an, a Giannis appreciation tweet. And I, I'm like, yeah, you we bullied LeBron into <laughs> celebrating Giannis. And I, I appreciate that. But I do think it has this weird parallel of, why don't people, you know, appreciate him enough? We've talked about this before. I think it's because it's a shooter's league and he's just not. But, I mean, let's talk about it. Tonight, oh, I don't, the ESPN app doesn't actually have it's actually the amount of free throws. The what is worst it? He went 16 for 17? Yes. Yes. I mean, what the fuck? Like in a game six, he went 16 for, for 17. 17. 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. Like, are you kidding me? I love that he had a three in there, too. When he, like, shot that one and made it, I was like, you're just. (laughs) You had to, you know. That's not the the I's cross the T's. Yeah. Pack it up. Yeah. I just. He was amazing. He was phenomenal. There was so many times that I was just like, Wow. Like, I just kept saying, wow. <laughs> oh, our producer, Harry, says he went 17 for 19. Thank you, Harry. That's just stunning. And I think, Harry, will you check this too, that he had more free throws than the entire Suns team combined. I do Which feel I'm like, like I if saw you, that stat. Yeah. If we want to lean into the Scott Foster conspiracy of him hating Chris Paul and then by proxy hating the Suns. Maybe that has something to do with it. But he's just so – Giannis is so good at drawing fouls. Now, a couple of them were definitely – I was like, oh, okay, you got the superstar call. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I just love that for him. I'm not even upset about it because, you know, he deserves that. At least if not C.J. McCollum, Scott Foster is recognizing Giannis's talent. <laughs> Shout out to Scott Foster. I, I read a tweet that was like, Scott Foster walking through the tunnel, hearing MVP chants and pretending that they're for him. <laughs> he really did his job uh, real tough for the other uh, CH Chris for for getting that bad, bad luck of the draw to get Scott as a ref for this game. You know, Chris Paul, like, I still, I think that he continued on the theme of not exactly playing to his top potential. Oh, yeah. But I will say at least he finished out with 26 points because otherwise, like, if he had had another super dud, that would have been terrible. But he went 11 for 19. He only shot two threes. He made one of them. Holy shit. Devin Booker shot seven threes and made none. Oh, oh for seven? Yeah. That one at the end was a great look. When they were down by six... That was a great look, and it's, you know, a make-or-miss league, and he missed it. I mean, Devin Booker really, like, he, I 
I will always buy into him. There were, I felt like that was so unusual. Like he drove down the lane and how many times was it just like, I was like, you're going to get blocked. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it, would, it was, it was an experience. Happen. It was, I haven't been here before. Um, that's what I got, especially at the beginning. Both teams were bad. Like the first quarter, it was rough. Uh, rough to watch. It was nerves. They knew what stage they were on. I'm sure, you know, the Bucks home court is really hard to play in, but it, it felt like Devin Booker was like, I feel like I have to be the the guy. And when the shots weren't falling, I felt like he started second guessing himself. It was, you know, turnovers. And Chris Paul, you know, that first half, I was like, if Chris Paul plays like this, then pack it up like you have to play better and he did start making his mid-range he started making passes he started not turning the ball over but Milwaukee won four straight and they really stopped the Suns because those first two games of the series me and I feel like everybody was like oh no one can stop the Suns they have too many weapons and Milwaukee locked them down like where was DeAndre don't know. Don't know. Yeah. My dad was a pretty – I watched this with my dad. My dad's in town, and he was a pretty unimpressed, which I felt bad about because I was like, man, like, you know, even ending like that, I do think that the son should be extremely proud of themselves. Yeah. Um, all individually. I mean, <laughs> Chris Paul made it further than he's ever made it. Now, like, the turnovers – I think it was the 15 turnovers in the three games leading up to game six were more than he had total over the course of the entire first two series against the Lakers and the Nuggets. I have that in my notes app. That's (laughs) that's like what? That's tough. I, I went on a, an Ireland based radio show. Wow. Because it's my kryptonite. I love hearing how they say, my last name. So anytime they ask, I always say yes. <laughs> I, it could be any hour of the day to accommodate them. I think you're supposed to technically pronounce my name O'Shaughnessy. Ooh. But with like an Irish accent as well. That's a good fun fact. <laughs> Which I'm not going to, I'm not going to like try to do. But when I was on there, I said, this is what needs to happen. Okay. Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix needs to get to the rim. Or handle Chris Middleton, or the point God has to return, mm-hmm. or the offensive rebound disparity cannot be that great. Neither can the free throws. You have to get past Drew Holiday as he defends you. And hopefully Bridges has a good game. Like someone has to have, you know, Drake Crow- Jay Crowder. I can't speak. It's so late. <laughs> um, also, we have like T minus 20 minutes until my edible kicks <laughs> <laughs> there's a that's ending literally if you do two of the five of those maybe there's like six i don't know i can't count if you do two of those i think that they win yeah they did none of those yeah they did none of those let me check on my app this whole episode is me just looking down over my glasses <laughs> can't wait for you guys to see the video of this we're both wearing glasses it's late it was the last- I want to lose. I want to mysteriously lose the footage of this video. <laughs> Except, look at my shirt. I like my shirt, and it's Phoenix orange. <laughs> That's a perfect oh. shirt. 
That feels like I'm being rude. Uh, okay. Let's In memoriam. See. I know that the... Okay, so yeah, the Bucks had 11 offensive rebounds. The Suns had six. Overall rebounding, it was 53 to 37. Jeez. Yeah, that just, Ooh. it can't happen. What I'm surprised about is the fast break points were were equal. And um, that's usually where Milwaukee shines. And so I do like applaud Phoenix, but they just weren't there the same way Milwaukee was there. And I don't even know if that's so much a knock on them. Like you can say what you want to say about yeah. Chris Paul, and I think that's fair. As it is, this Milwaukee team is far more complete than anybody has given it credit for. Mm-hmm. And that's because it, it's had a, a lot of inconsistencies. It's, it has players that are hard to believe in a fully because like Chris Middleton will have a wonderful series and then like the game one of the next series, it's like Chris Middleton, like, you know, who is he? Drew Holiday will have, oh, you know, he's really lacking on offense some of these games. Giannis isn't making free throws. Like there's all these things Bud can't adjust. Like, you know, he has a horrible reputation in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There are all of these elements where the Bucks have been painted, I think legitimately, as too incomplete to win. There's not enough star power. And I do think that also translates into not believing Giannis is the caliber star that he is. Yeah. And you kind of forget because when everything clicks as it has the last couple games of this series, they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. Chris Middleton was a number two on a championship team. I don't ever want to hear from that me. Player empowerment is ruining ruining the league ever again. Yeah. But no, it's not even that because you being like, I don't know about Chris Middleton. Okay. Like, I think that that's a legitimate thing to say. But also, he was the number two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't say, oh, it has to be this net super team. Oh, the Lakers are ruining everything. AD going there is ruining everything. Chris Middleton was the number two on a championship team. For years, that was the question. Yeah. Will Giannis, can Giannis do this being the type of player he is? And the other question was like, well, they have to get somebody else. They yeah. have to. And it was a combination. It was a combination of a... Buck's strategy, their individual strengths, what they brought. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I had a moment during the game, just like, wonder if this was Lakers versus Brooklyn. Like, I felt like I would have been a little bored. I don't know, even as a Lakers fan. Like, I felt like a couple times there, even though – the whole game, it felt like Milwaukee was winning by 30 points. It really did. Like, it didn't even feel like Phoenix was close. Even when they cut it to four, I was like, it's 34. Um, but it was exciting. It was like, wait, which Chris is going to get a ring? Is Giannis going to get it? Is Booker going to show up? Like, it was actually a lot of, you know, underdogs and all these other storylines that would have resurfaced. If it was a super team versus super team, that wasn't really what we would have been talking about. And I also love the wonderful basketball analyst, Irving Magic Johnson, who pointed out the four reasons why Milwaukee won. Get ready for this. One, Giannis figured out how to beat the so-called wall defense that had him confused before the playoffs. Two, 
Coach Bud got better in the playoffs and his in-game adjust- adjustments were superb. Three, the additions of Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, and Bobby Portis. And four, Chris Middleton became the closer. Boom. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no lies detected. <laughs> Very <laughs> obvious points. But As was- always, I'm surprised you didn't tweet out the final score and was like, in my Milwaukee opinion, Bucks, this is the, the champions. <laughs> um, I love it. But seriously, like I, I want to celebrate Giannis and not because I'm, I am not anti a player who decides, Hey, I want out and I want to team up with this other player who's excellent. I like people taking it into their own hands, but he, you know, he definitely alluded to that in the press conference. He said, it's easy to go somewhere else and win a championship with someone else. Mm. Um, I could go to a super team and just do my part and win a championship, but this is the hard way to do it. This is the way we did it. I'm not anti, like it's no less legitimate to me if you team up, but you know, it is nice to have differing storylines. And I think that that's what's lost when people say, when they just forget that like two finals teams, nobody thought Chris Paul was anything still when he went to the Thunder. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he went to the Suns, it was like, well, he's another year older. Yeah. (laughs) And Devin Booker is just a bad team, good stats guy. Mm -hmm. And DeAndre Ayton, I definitely said this, is never going to materialize into what his potential was supposed to be. Mm. But Giannis is 26 years old. Wild. He is a two-time MVP winner. A five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defense, Most Improved Player Award, Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Champion, Finals MVP. 26. Like, I don't – if you don't want to tweet about him, NBA players, I'm a little suspicious of why. (laughs) I mean, like, why is he not popular? I don't – I know. He's and I so feel lovable. like he's a nice person. He has a cute baby. Like, I don't understand what the animosity is. He has is. a cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, if his baby was ugly, it'd be different. It'd be different. We would, it would be different. You know, there would be less red flags. But I, I don't know. And I think after this performance, after he drops a 50-piece in a – you know, championship game, game series uh, deciding game. Like, you have to root for him. You have to acknowledge him. <laughs> like, I feel like he's this elephant in the room that is just killing everybody and nobody wants to talk about it. Um, and that has to change. I feel like I saw, I saw Steph tweet. I saw Donovan Mitchell tweet. And you can't knock that. The Bucks had a crazy road to get here. Like, I feel like people were counting them out in the first round, then counting them back in, and then counting them out, and then counting them back in. Like, it was no one besides Cheryl Crow was with them the whole way, which, by the way, is just amazing internet world of Cheryl Crow being a number one Chris Middleton and Milwaukee Bucks fan. Did you know this? The Chris Middleton part is the strangest thing to (laughs) me because, like, she's so – like, she's a diehard Chris Middleton fan, and I don't – 
I don't really know if anyone else <laughs> is that. You know what I mean? I know. If you're, your pick of the Bucks and you have like Giannis, obviously. Drew is so lovable. So great. I'm so happy for him. Me too. Oh, my gosh. There's definitely a certain amount of bias when you get to know somebody and and meet them. And after I wrote that feature on him in 2019, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Like, I'm hanging out with his cute daughter. His wife is like my idol. And, you know, like you go into it and you're like, let me be fair. (laughs) It's impossible. Yeah. But then afterwards, I was just like, that guy was so fucking nice. You know what I mean? He's nice to everyone. Everyone I talk to. Tell, like told me that he is the most underrated player mm-hmm. in the league. And so that's the story I wrote, is that everyone thinks he's the most underrated and forgotten player in the league. And two years later, he's an NBA champion. Yeah. And it was, you know, if Giannis is a three-sixths of the reason, and him and Chris are, you know... Fractions, uh, fractions are hard. Point and a half. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he was a major, major, major part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think it's about hard it, to take care of the defensive assignments he did. Oh, yes. And you just you when you look at that Milwaukee team and we talked about it last year, like they had to make a change and they were so smart in adding Drew Holiday and not only his def- defensive tenacity when he does go off uh, scoring, it's great, but He didn't have a great scoring night tonight, but his presence and his leadership was what they were missing. And so I don't think it's any surprise that you add a player like Drew Holiday, the most underrated player. Um, I think it was all the smoke that did like that compilation of asking NBA player after NBA player, who's the most underrated player? Everyone said Drew Holiday. And you add him to this team and now they are a championship team. And I, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for P.J. Tucker. Like, who would have thought he would have got a ring before Harden? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Good for him. Spicy. Both of them with the defensive assignments. Like, they did the dirty work to get, you know, to get this championship. And sometimes so I think P.J. Tucker veers on the side of uh, – Patrick Beverly, where he's tricking people with thinking he's quite as good as he is, but he was very important. What? Definitely in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I do. I love PJ Tucker. I like him because the waffles and the shoes and, you know. And the freckles. It's a, it's so yeah, cute. I know. Team freckles. I have so many. <laughs> he's the just The sunscreen I pile on <laughs> to not have extra freckles. I mean, they're just everywhere, like all up and down my arms is just. Yeah. So, hey, anytime somebody else is <laughs> team dealing freckles. with the same affliction, yeah, of like not knowing whether it's a zit or a freckle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I really think like that's a good point because you're saying PJ Tucker over, you know, not over James Harden, but like has won a ring before him. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday was so important to this team. Um, Chris Middleton. And I think there's a larger conversation to be had and the Suns play into this too of making it into the finals of do we do we overestimate what it takes in today's NBA to be a championship team? Mm. And I absolutely think that we do. Granted, Giannis scored 50 points. Yeah. He's one of the best players in the league. 
And so it would be foolish to say that he didn't really carry a lot. But even then, saying one player, you know, carrying your team, that's not something that we believe can happen and and you win an NBA championship either. Yeah. And so I think that it's in a much – I think that the parity of the league is in such a better place than anybody gives it credit for. Mm. And I'm not saying this as like a – compliment to Adam Silver or anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying this is like a compliment to him. But what I'm saying is that don't let's let and this is a reminder, you know, to me, let's not be so quick to say this isn't enough for a championship team. Mm -hmm. Again, I reiterate, Chris Middleton was the number two (laughs) on a championship team. And is he paid enough? No. Should he get more credit? Yes. But did we all see his inconsistencies throughout the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. And so to say this guy's your number two, you know, I mean, it's hard to – you talk about the Lakers. I I was going to say their number two is, like, you know, so much better. And you talk about the Nets. Their number two is so much better. But, like, injuries. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't matter. And we're not going to know how they would have – matched up with healthy versions of those teams. Yeah, we can't go there. But but still, it's remarkable. I don't let's not even say the the word that starts with an A and ends with tick. I don't want to because I think that despite there being so many injuries, despite the league not being fully healthy, despite, you know, the wear and tear that this took, by the way, small side note, I love that Adam Silver was like, you, this league, all the players are so resilient for making it through this season. Yeah. I'm like, do you hear yourself? You're saying you put them through? <laughs> you put them through this. This is your fault. <laughs> are you like happy about this? Like, that's so weird. That's literally Jeff Bezos being like, yes. um, what was this quote? I want to thank all my Amazon employees because they paid for me to be here. Like, Yeah. Yeah. The self-indictment. Your Amazon employees <laughs> can't even take pee breaks. Thank you for sending me to space. And Adam Silver, thank you so much for all your hard work. And wow, you guys really went through so much. <laughs> He's like, y'all really went through some shit this season, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah. Because of you? Um, I'm sorry. Where were you at this whole time? Not playing in all these games? Okay. What was I even saying before that? I forget. Uh, I'm so over tangent. (laughs) The Jeff Bucks. I don't know. Go Bucks. Really took you for a loop. (laughs) Oh, even though, like, all of that happened this season and teams weren't at full strength, I do think that this could have happened against fully healthy teams. Mm. And that's because when they looked so complete, they looked so complete. Yeah. And you can't, you know, there's, there's, I hope nobody knocks them for this. And I honestly, I don't think that you can. I don't think so. Yeah. After that uh, final game, especially. Especially. Yeah. And I I think, you know, and it's not even like, (laughs) well, maybe it is a little bit like these two were the last surviving. Like so many other teams were riddled by injuries and were just like crawling by the end of their series. And these two teams did have the least amount. But even saying that Giannis took a 
horrible fall. And people thought his season was over. The Bucks literally, I thought his season away. was over. Yeah, like uh, everyone did. And he comes back from that and wins Finals MVP. Like that's amazing and so rare. But it, you'd you'd be remiss to even when you look back on the season, you have to think with everything in context that it's a pandemic, that they were in a bubble last season, that people got COVID, that people got injured because their bodies were overworked and tired. Like all of that has to go with that story. But I don't think it takes away from their greatness because they did beat Brooklyn like they did beat these teams to get here. And it wasn't any fluke on that part. But but I think you do have to kind of consider all of it because it's just just as much as this historic performance with this 50 points and they haven't won in 50 years. Like that whole storyline, you have to talk about everything that it took for them to get here and what the league looks like by the time they won. And, you know, even like when we're ta- when we're complimenting different uh, Bucks personnel i i do think there's something to be said about like budenholzer infamously and sometimes to his detriment does not play thibodeau moment like he's the opposite Mm -hmm. of thibodeau um minutes wise Mm -hmm. and the you know if you're going through a grueling season that does help you know, yeah. um, it, when you're trying to to prevent injury, and I don't want to say that like any of those other injuries we talked about are the result, like are the fault of the coaches, because that's just nonsense. Unless we're talking about that finals um, with the Warriors in it, where uh, you know Clay and and Kevin came back too soon. Um, but yeah, ugh. I mean that's every time I bring that up, there's always Warriors fans that are like. What are you talking? But whatever. <laughs> or unless you're the Pelicans medical staff, which has ruined. And I think it's also the Saints. Med- I think they share and like has ruined many players' careers. Oh, no. But I mean, props to Bud because I think it was Drew Holiday. I even think I brought this up um, on our pod before. But who said that um, he will, Bud will like say, I know you want to stay in the gym. But you're not going to like I'm not you know, you've been here too long. And I think I heard this anecdote. But you know what I was talking about kicking in earlier is kind of kicking in. But I think sometimes he's like locked the door on Giannis. I really have to check that. That'd be a wild thing to make. (laughs) But I swear I heard that. Wow. No, that's it. Let me Google it on my phone. Just a side note on Bud. When they were he was mic'd up for the ceremony. And when he hugged Chris Middleton and was like, you're a champion. Then he's like nestled into his shoulder and he just goes, I love you. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was the sweetest I love you ever. That was just a really wonderful moment. And he said, I love you to Giannis, too. But shout outs to to the coaches of this series. And I have to have to give a shout out to Monty Williams for just being the adorable, wonderful human that he is. And all of the great pep talks that he was giving that team. Um, The Suns were so lucky to have him and there's no surprise that they made it this far with him as their coach. Um, But shout out to Paolo for that question in the press conference. (laughs) 
<laughs> asking Monty Williams what he does in his free time. And the saint that is Monty Williams said he does devotionals with his family and they talk about how much they love God. I was like, oh my God, this is Aww. too much. This is too but he much. Also, his initial answer was like, no one wants to know. It's boring. Yeah. And he worked for boring. He was like, <laughs> what a shots fired. <laughs> That's such a bad joke. I know. If it was anyone else, I would boo. But like, you know, he's just so adorable. <laughs> and I'm happy for him to make it this far. And that's another thing, like with him, with the Suns. I don't think anybody is on either of those teams should or either of those teams on the Suns should be upset yeah. with what with what they've done with how far they've come. I think the only exception might be Chris Paul because mm-hmm. those games where he was off, he was really off. Really and maybe off. like as we're recording this, he's having a press conference where he pulls one of those LeBron like uh what was what was did LeBron say was hurt after that last Cleveland finals? His wrist, like his I think. He said he was like play- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Not on this podcast. <laughs> Not the love of my life, platonically. Nobody get weird. No, he did. I, I don't think he did. I actually watched a little bit of his press conference on Twitter. And he, you know, a lot of the questions were kind of big picture. And he just kept bringing it back to this game. And he's like, you know, I can't even think about that right now. All I'm thinking about is what I could have done better. And that's what sucks. And I know that's what hurts because Chris Paul puts himself on that pedestal. He knows that he's that leader and he knows that he is the reason why they got this far. So for him to kind of crumble in those in those games, pivotal games in the finals, that hurts. And he knows it. He's aware of it. And not even just crumble, like not look like himself. Right. The whole thing about Chris Paul yeah. is that – he does so many amazing things. He handles the ball so well. He's he's such a good passer and assist guy, all while not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. And then it's like every possession was so sloppy. I'm not talking about this game in particular, but um, those games that the Suns dropped. Yeah. I mean, I, th- weird, I think it was game you know, five. Like, I said, I was watching it, and I was like, this looks like they're purposely throwing the game. Like Chris Paul just like dribbling it off his foot or just like falling out of bounds. It was like things that just, like this looks weird. This doesn't, you don't look like yourself. I don't know if it was Cliff or what, but it was, it wasn't like him. That's so, that's so spot on. You know what else just came to my mind because I was thinking about um, a Devin Booker play that, that kind of reminded me of like, is he throwing the game? Um, Brooke Lopez. Wow. Wow. Shout out to Brooke. I mean, he, and and this has been a playoffs long thing, will finish anything. I mean, it's just like, that was amazing. It was amazing. I'm, I'm so happy that he's also part of this because he's another player where it's like, okay, yeah, good compliment. Mm-hmm. Good compliment to a to a team, but like you know, that's kind of it. If you have enough compliments, it um, works. You know, <laughs> it works. And I was gonna. <laughs> Brooke Lopez got inside of the paint, and that made the difference. I think if we ran tape of Brooke Lopez this playoff series versus 
the last playoff series where he was acting like the key was lava. He was was playing to his strengths, was using his height. He was being aggressive, dunking on people like vintage Brooke Lopez. And it was wonderful to see and they needed it. It was it was great. And now Brooke Lopez is a NBA champion. And also Robin know, Lopez. Cute. So cute. And Robin Lopez tweeted that he was watching Paddington while it was like key moments of the finals. <laughs> LOL. I have. So one time I was doing a story and I asked. It always helps like when you're not around the agent or the team to be like, hey, can I get your like a personal thing? Like it can be your cell. It can be your email, like something to follow up with them, because if you go through the agent or the team, mm-hmm. it literally takes forever. So if they're fine with it, then they're fine with it. And um, I asked Robin, and so he gave me his personal email, and I'm obviously not going to give it out, but <laughs> but it because ha- it has a bunch of numbers on it. Of course. On, let me pull it up. Oh, my God. If I freaking deleted this, I swear to God. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just have to find it. This is like in my notes app, and it's the same notes app where I also wrote down um, my family history when my grandpa felt like opening up one day. So I'm like, there's a lot in there, a lot to a lot to dig through. I was like, wow! I literally uh, took a full, a full like accounting of of my family on my Hungarian side. Okay, I'm not gonna say the whole thing, but I will say the word gummy is in it. And the word gusto is in it. <laughs> so that's Robin Lopez. <laughs> it's I like gummy Lopez. gusto 1736 Stanford alumni at Hotmail. <laughs> 69.com. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's a man of class. The Lopez's are, man, are men of class. Yeah, they're, um, they're not going to Hooters with the fellows. No. To be honest, nobody's going to Hooters with the fellas. Oh, the fellas is Devin Booker crying. sad at Hooters right now? Okay, that would be the most sad thing ever. <laughs> the only person who should get sad at Hooters is Drake, and that's because <laughs> it reminds him of the one Hooters woman who denied him love, and he never gets over anything. Okay, actually, it was a broken hand. LeBron said that he had a broken hand. I pretty much played the last three games with a broken hand. Classic. Which LeBron. sounds like, I mean, for in terms of basketball, I would say hands are pretty important. <laughs> and what while we're quote. also talking about people that we're happy for, I'm really happy for Malika Andrews. Oh, my god, She was put in a weird position because, mm. you know, there was a public scandal that happened. She killed it. She killed it. She had to, I mean, it's it's hard to take the place of somebody when the controversy has been this person is bitching about diversity. Yeah. And then, you know, you're a black woman and you're like, you know, taking that over. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of pressure, but also probably a lot of scrutiny. And I I bet a lot of people said some pretty awful things to her about her being like a diversity move herself. Yep. And she was fantastic. And you can't – it's just like the honest thing. You really can't say – anything about her after that because she did her job fantastically it was refreshing it was am- it was She's great amazing so professional and also 26 her and Giannis oh my god that's 26 fun. and she also should have won an MVP because she killed it 
She stayed calm. She had the natural hair. And and just to your point, like, I'm sure so many people were like, well, she only got here because Rachel Nichols said what she said. But she earned it again. Her coverage in the bubble last year was amazing. Her her coverage all year. Amazing. So for her to be on the stage in that moment, it was wonderful to see. She asked great questions. Bobby Portis, people chanting Bobby. I'm sure she probably didn't even have a question lined up for Bobby Portis, but she knocked it out the park and she was she was amazing. I want a Malika. It's not Andrew easy to look you. into those eyes and, and think coherently. You <laughs> know what I mean? You're just easy. like, let me get out of here, man. Um, I <laughs> like, definitely I'm, added. Like he's trying to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said those eyes have seen some things. Like it's not it's not easy. But I um I definitely added some Bobby Portis underdog merch to my cart because it was a great it was a great graphic tee. And I support his journey. If you looked at his Instagram. Send it to me. I will. I will. It's actually, it's pretty dope. No, I don't follow him. He, um, I looked at his Instagram story today and it was just his journey. Like from draft day, his time with Chicago, his time in New York, to his time in Milwaukee. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like just to your point, we kind of get lost in these superstars and these big storylines when we forget that, like, this is someone's dream coming true. Like to be an NBA player, to be an NBA champion, to get minutes like we even talked about Milwaukee has a very short bench. So for Bobby Portis to get chance from a packed crowd to get in to shake things up like that is a dream come true. And when you just see him, when you look into those crazy eyes, like that dream became a reality today. And that is so awesome. And just another person to root for on this Milwaukee team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was your peak and valley of the finals? Oh, peak and valley. Rally the valley. Remember that? Um, of the final Valley was definitely Chris Paul turnover game. Yes. Games. Yes. yes. Definitely. Um, right down there with, uh, learning that Vanessa Hudgens is a Suns fan out of thin air. Um, because her boy, she's not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's like, people are going to die, but like, that's inevitable. <laughs> Fuck you. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was like middle of quarantine. Rich Yikes. people should not be on social media. Gabriella, why? I oh, know. that was rough. But she's dating an Arizona uh, Diamondback player, so she. I thought you were going to say an Aries, and I was like, oh, I guess I feel bad for her. Do not but. know the sign. Um,. No, but yeah, Chris Paul turnover game was definitely a low point because it was like, this is not who your team needs you to be. This is not who we know you to be. And this is really unfortunate because I'm sure everyone on that Suns team was like, wait, <laughs> I want to return. <laughs> like, this is not who we wanted. This is not who we thought we got. Um, So that was definitely a low. And then... I mean, to be cliche, but Giannis's 50 points is an extremely high peak of 
not only his personal talents and achievements is like this is a peak in your career, um, but also just for all of us to witness an amazing game that didn't lack for effort. Like he was blocking shots, sprinting down the court. He's diving out of bounds, like all of these things that culminate into this 50 point, you know, triple double uh, was amazing. So that was it for me. Or it didn't lack for execution as well. Yeah. He's he's also my my peak and uh, just the uniqueness of that performance. Did I tell you about? Okay, so I was at I was in Miami this week and I. My dog is going to bed. She's she's like, I'm up right now. (laughs) Good night. I was at a Cuban restaurant in Miami and my mom had this weird story. This guy gave my mom a puppy to hold because he had to sort something out inside and the puppy was really cute. And while she was talking to the puppy, this guy who was uh, at the table across from us, who was an older gentleman, was asking about the puppy but of course it wasn't ours so we didn't but whatever so we strike up a conversation he's a rare pink pearl dealer and he travels all over south america and asia and to search for these pink pearls and what he was saying this was i this was immediately before game five what he was saying was that one in tens of thousands of shells contain pink pearls. Wow. And they are so hard to find. And people treasure them. And that to me is Giannis. Wow. That was yeah. beautiful. I was like, this is a metaphor. You just don't know it. <laughs> Mr. Whatever your name is. Mr. Whatever your name. What a know. great story. That is Giannis. That's Giannis. Just as like we, you know, we talked about it at the top. His story what he's doing, how young he is. Like, it's scary to think he is 26 years old. Like, he has a lot of years left in this league, you know, God willing. And he is going to continue to make noise and continue to be this Greek god that he is. I love that you said god. Yeah, not the word. Oh, my mom also, she was like, why don't people just call him the Greek? And I was like, you know what? That's a good nickname. But I also think that was a famous gambler. But anyway, Greek God. You want to end it at that? You want to go to sleep? Yeah. Let's go to sleep dreaming about the Greek God and his new. I'm setting my alarm for 1.30 a.m. though to watch the U.S. Women's National Team. But So I need a little nap. Oh, yes. Because the Olympics start. What? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I think I did shed a little tear when I was seeing the confetti and them celebrating. I was like, wait. The NBA season is over. I know. That's crazy. But we're still here. We're still here. We got a lot to talk about still. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is just beginning. The TBT is still happening. The Olympics. Oh, okay. I got to find What there. voicemail should we ask for? I know. Let me find the sign up. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know our number by heart. <laughs> I don't even I don't know anyone's number except for my mom's. And I have a funny story about that, too, because one time I was stranded at an ice cream shop at like two in the morning and I didn't have my phone or my wallet. And the only number I knew was my mom. So I was trying to call her. But of course, 
I was not under perfect mental condition. And so I kept dialing it wrong. And so these 17-year-olds in the ice cream shop took pity on me and Ubered me home. (laughs) And now we follow each other on Instagram. She's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of ice cream did you get? Do you remember? Or were you there for ice cream? I didn't get any ice cream. It was the only shop open in San Diego. San Diego? So I was like stranded and I had to be in the ice cream shop. Yeah. Can we cut this story? Because that makes me sound (laughs) idiotic. Like my 20s need to be erased from human history because all I've done is get in trouble and nearly died. Or celebrated. Or written down in a book. And eat hot chip. (laughs) And lie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I really should go. (laughs) I should not be. Uh, Leave us a story about your 20s on our voicemail. And (laughs) tell us why you love Giannis and why you love this Bucks team. And um, why... All Chris's from here on out should be spelled with a K-H. That's just a fact, and that's a new law. Our voicemail is 502-874-4453, or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Spinsters, it's Ty from Wisconsin here, host of an unnamed Milwaukee Bucks podcast a couple weeks ago during a losing streak. I may have tweeted, if you see me hosting a Brooklyn Nets podcast next week, mind your business. I think people thought I was joking. I don't think I was joking. Luckily, they the Bucks are winning games again. I, now I think I'm joking, but in the moment, seeing how much fun Brooklyn was, Seeing Mina Kimes become a Nets fan, Spencer's. I don't think I was joking. <laughs>